0: You can sign up on my website, zibbyowens.com, under the virtual book club section, or even on Instagram under the link in my bio. I hope you'll find me in all these different channels and enjoy this podcast. Today's sponsor is actually my own holiday gift guide, which you all must check out at zibbyowens.com slash gift shop, zibbyowens.com slash gift shop. I have so many amazing things organized by all the things moms don't have time to do, like eat, sleep, work out. I don't know. There are 10 different categories, and they're amazing. And read. There's so many reading gifts and writing gifts. Um, my daughter's here with me today, and I was asking her some of her favorites from my list. What do you think? A Hydro Flask. And uh, you loved all the sugary treats, right? Oh, yeah. Anything with candy. Like Sugar Wish and Nini's Treats. I love Nini's Treats. Um, and the Function of Beauty Shampoos. Oh, I, love I heard about them through you. So Function of and Beauty the Shampoos. And thing I saw. Dylan's Candy Bar. Amazing. Um, So go check it out. We have discount codes for almost everything at this point and some are still pending, but go to zibbyowens.com slash gift shop and get some great gifts for the people you love and pick up a few for yourself. Why not stop into the gift shop? I really enjoyed chatting with Anne-Louise Nieto and Hannah Chu, who are the co-founders of Hobby Hobby. These are books that teach your kids like how to be bilingual or at least pick up a few words and phrases using this really cool reading wand. And because these are books and they're very interesting books at that, especially for young readers, I wanted to talk to them about how they started their business and what they learned about language development and all of that. So this was part entrepreneurial, part writing, part language, and all around pretty interesting. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. I'm so excited. We're going to be talking about Happy Happy today, the most amazing wand plus book, bilingual combination of board books there are. So welcome. Why don't the two of you introduce yourselves so listeners can figure out who's who as we're talking.
1: Sure, I'm Hannah. We always say Happy is Made with Love by H and A L. So I'm H. And I am a mom of two. I grew up as your stereotypical ABC. My parents are from Taiwan and so they speak Chinese. And I really wanted my kids to be able to speak Chinese better than I can. And that was one of the motivations behind, you know, us starting Happy happy.
2: Wow. And I'm Anne Louise, the AL of H and A L. And Hannah and I always joke that we're twins from opposite coasts. So we have all these different funny things that are similar about us, from like the sports we played growing up to like our parents' birthdays to our brother-in-laws have the same name. Like we have all of these things in common. And anyway, so while Hannah was growing up on the West Coast, I was growing up on the East Coast, but I've been transplant and now out here in San Francisco with my two kids and husband. So we both have, you know, these little kids running around and similar to Hannah, like I'm, we're teaching my kiddos Spanish, although unlike Hannah, I don't speak Spanish at home. So I'm learning with them. My husband speaks in Spanish, but yeah. So it's been a really fun journey as a parent, as a learner, entrepreneur, so. Well, wait, now I want to know what sports you played
0: growing up and your brother-in-law's name and all the rest. <laughs> <laughs> what, what sports did you both play growing up? <laughs> We both played tennis.
1: Play tennis. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So there I, were
0: lots of. I also of... played tennis. Maybe I oh, have the same God. things as both of you. Okay. What is your brother in law's name that you have the same? Jay. Okay. I used to have a brother in law. My ex brother in law's nickname was Jay. Okay. And what was the middle one? You have the same birthday or something?
2: Our parents have the same birthday in January. Which is what? Oh, so, yeah. Jan 4. Okay. Well, that's my husband's birthday. So there you go. That's Are you serious? Good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Are you serious?
0: Yeah.
2: It's really your husband's husband. birthday. That's yes. crazy. Yeah. Oh my God.
0: Well, it's really my husband's birthday. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Yeah. One okay. four.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, <laughs> see, we all have a lot in common and he also plays tons of tennis. So, so tell me about starting this company because it's books, but it's also, a, I mean, not that books aren't a business, but it's like a whole dual language sort of language teaching Not ensemble, what's the better word? You know, system, essentially. So tell me about, I know both of you explained how it is in your homes and your inner motivations, but how did you two pair up and what was it like getting this off the ground?
1: So, Anne Louise and I were obviously, we've been friends for a really long time, as you can tell, since we first met in 2005. So that was 15 years ago when we first graduated from college and we were in the same company. So we've always been in touch. We were bridesmaids at each other's weddings. And So we were starting to talk about things in our new phase of life being moms. And there was at one point we were starting a pop-up shop and we were looking at all these different brands. And during that whole brand search process, we were trying to choose intentional, thoughtful toys for our own homes and a really nice playroom. That was the same time where our kids were very young and we were going through our own journeys. And for my daughter, I was, you know, I was wanting her to learn Chinese and there was this amazing technology that we had seen in Asia where you could tap different things in a book and it would read it to you. And I said, this is so, this makes language learning accessible because even though I grew up with Chinese, I can't read it because it's character-based. And so whether it's being non-native, whether you can't read it, just basically makes language learning accessible. And we thought it would be so much better if the of the books were intentional and, you know, it had other languages besides just Chinese and things were more accurate. And so, and so we just got really excited about the technology. And so I just kept talking to Anne Louise about it. At that time we weren't making product. We were just picking some toys. And I said, this is amazing. And then from there we sort of said, we should, we should make it. And we should make it multilingual and we should make it beautiful and we should make it diverse and we should make it inclusive and we should include all these topics that we would love to talk about it. And we should make language learning, which is so hard for people in the U.S. I've, uh, or in Western countries, especially in the U.S., we should make it more accessible. And so that was that was the origination. But I'll let Anne-Louise talk more about where it went from there.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, you hit it, right? I mean, we, we, like, we had this experience as well from doing this pop-up store where we saw these from France from all over the world. And then we were able to see what, you know, parents and kids were interested in. And we did see like a really intense interest in language learning. But we also, like Hannah said, had that need at home and wanted things that were really engaging. I mean, I, you know, I see it now, like my my older one is four and my younger one's one, but the, my four-year-old starts playing with these books with our, you know, the wand in the books. And it's just, so deeply interested in it and just like wants to tap and wants to repeat. And like, I think it's creating those kind of things that are engaging for them that don't have a screen. (laughs) So I don't feel guilty that he's like, you know, playing with this over and over again. But then can like, it's fun, but it also gives them the language learning that we're after, right? Like we're trying to, you know, build that while they're still young and they're learning to pronounce things and, and <laughs> friends are like, you know, so flexible.
1: And the other thing I'd add is that when we were exploring the technology, everybody knows conceptually that kids, if they learn when they're young and they get exposed when they're young, it's so much easier. Like I see these videos, Anne-Louise sends me of her, you know, her son using our wand and the way he re- repeats back the tones they're perfect and some well, he point it the
2: too. Yeah, yeah
1: he he learns it for the chinese and so some point along as we grow older and we become adults it's very hard for us to sometimes hear those tones but for kids it's so easy so one of the big things for us when we made it was we said we want How can we get families to have exposure early when kids are not necessarily, they haven't even started reading, but in in English language, we just get exposure from people talking around it. So how can they get exposure through play because no one's actually intentionally reading? And so that's why we made every inch of the book tappable and those types of things. We just really wanted it to be fun. And if they were having fun and they were just tapping all around and they got exposure, then naturally the learning would just happen. Wow. It's so neat. And also how you did the books themselves, it's
0: not is interesting. And even if you couldn't tap it, right? It's like the next generation of, you know, what does your mom do for work? And it's like, my mom's an entrepreneur. My mom does this or that, or she's at home. Like it was so... Like I'm like, oh, well, good. It's not you're not just a doctor or a lawyer. I feel like so many books have like, here are the two careers for a job. Right. And this was so yeah. multifaceted. Now I'm of course forgetting the like ten different careers you profiled. But what were yeah. they? You had, like entrepreneur and well,
2: We have a product a product manager. We have a chief home officer who is, you know, she stays at home, but we wanted to kind of recognize that that job is really multifaceted, right? And challenging. Yeah, we have an entrepreneur, we have an art history professor, we have an investment banker, we have a surgeon. Yeah, no, for sure. We wanted to bring up topics that are kind of provocative and interesting. And, And we do find, right, that like, as the kids are using it, then they ask questions, right? So we just have, my, my son was reading the global celebrations book this morning. He can't read yet, but you know, he, he was tapping it and he was on a page. We, we picked celebrations from all over the world, right? Not just your typical ones you see, but like we picked, you know, Carnival and Brazil and we picked Holy and we picked Eid and Chinese New Year or Lunar New Year. And he was on the Holy page and a Holy, you know, they grabbed powder and they like throw it in the air and it's a celebration of of colors and springtime and love and he just started asking all of these questions about it and like that's the kind of thing that we want right is that the kids are curious they're getting the language learner but they're also learning about different cultures different you know people what they celebrate around the world and yeah so they start asking questions and it, it tees up the conversation for us as parents too um to have so what is the plan for the series
0: going forward? Like how many, and I saw how they all had arrived and you have like a whole bookshelf full already. So not like you have to keep producing, but just like, what's the vision? What's like the five-year plan you
2: must have. It sounds like you guys are all <laughs> into that type of thinking. I'm like, how do we get to tomorrow? <laughs>
1: There's so many directions where we could go. I mean, we sort of, like Anne Louise said, we sort of take it a day at a time with sort of a rough idea of where we would love to get to, whether we, you know, we'll see how and how we get there. But the original vision was a global library where like, if you can imagine you step into a room that looks like a combination of a playroom meets kids room meets just space that you and your kid want to be in. And it's just filled, kind of like the room you're in right now. (laughs) It's filled with books. It's filled with books and it just feels like, and maybe there's some accessory like globes and some really nice, like comfortable cushion, whatever it is. But like you just go in and literally this one wand, you can tap anything. It's just so easy. As you use, you've used it before. We intentionally streamline the design so that you don't have to toggle between languages. You don't have to set certain settings. You don't have to like decide which, tell the one which book it's on. Literally all you do is turn it on and you touch anywhere. There's no wrong place to touch. And so if you can imagine a kid just enters this room, looks up, pulls up any book, turns it on and just taps anything. We would love to have a global library that's just so accessible, makes language learning and the idea of global citizenship come home to families. That would be amazing.
0: (laughs) Do a little video of that, right? Have you done that yet? And I just don't know. I didn't, like you need to put a kid and you need to like recreate that in real life now. Yes. Yes. We need to do and that. And just, you know, sounds like a good ad. looks like a, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> what is your distribution right now? Like where can you buy these? Where are they in actual stores just online? How do people buy them? Yeah,
2: so so right now we're online. We are we sell through our website predominantly happyhappy.com. And we've also partnered with a couple of Amherst um, retailers like The Tot and Anthropology and Motherly as well. So we're really choiceful though about like who we work with. And of course, like most of our engagement comes through a site, which we, you know, we have set it up to 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 engage with our community. Like what we love is, you know, hearing from our customers, sharing that back with them. So like it's all, you know, it to us it's not just like the transaction, right? We want to surprise and delight with every interaction we have with the customer. Like every time we, we do all our fulfillment ourselves. We have a small team, but we do like our own warehouse. It's all very personal. Like we pack all the boxes. We always include a personalized note. So yeah, I, it's just, I think the way our operations have are set up are just reflective of the importance of our community to us and the importance of kind of reaching out and, and uh, interacting with that group and building that community.
0: I yeah. feel like you should partner with a place like Literati because they do these book subscriptions. I feel like yeah, I was recently buying a gift for somebody who's close to me who just had a baby and I gave them a book subscription from there but like this would have been another great gift just in case people aren't remembering to go directly to your site the more yeah. you can like have a you know or advertiser or something yeah like places where people are already going right to yeah for
2: mm-hmm. for yeah for like gift yeah I'll check them out I get I think I get Instagram ads for them <laughs> oh yeah they're great they do a really
0: nice job I oh, mean cool. there are lots of book subscriptions some for grown-ups some for kids but yeah um, I know this is like kind of a toy, kind of educational. It's like a hybrid. It's not just a book, but still, you know, it's really neat. So do you see, how long can a kid play with these books, do you think? Like, what's the target age? I know you had said your kids are one to four, but like how, what's the perfect age for people to buy this? Yeah.
1: It's so interesting because we have heard such different things from different customers. And I think fundamentally it's, because it's a second language and so whether you're a more bilingual household Or whether you're introducing it more as like a minority language, second language, it changes per family. So for the ones where they're like, I want my kids to be bilingual and I want to start early, we find that zero to three is when they start. Sometimes people buy it even before their kids are born, they put it on baby registry lists, things like that, because they think about it as either I'll read it with my child or they'll play with it. But regardless, I just want more exposure and I want exposure early. So they think about it as the same as English exposure. And then some would say, well, my kids can't tap it. I'm still focusing on English first. And they think of the three to six as a very compelling period. I think no matter what, for most families, three to six is very compelling. And then we find that there are probably still a smaller number, but still a good chunk of people who buy it from six to nine, which is a... At that point, kids are, kids know how to use it. They're not just playing, they're tapping to read. And it's a supplement as more for education. Like they take a class. And so then they think that this is a great thing to have at home to supplement what they're yeah. running at school.
2: And we often see too that, you know, because families have right multiple kids that are, you know, across those ages. And we'll see that like, you know, they might buy a set. And like their two-year-old uses it in a certain way and their five-year-old uses it a certain way, but it's like, it sort of applies across. So yeah, we also, our books, we have simpler books like word books that are just, you know, you just tap, you know, the animal name or just, you know, it's numbers or colors, something very simple, all the way up through more complex sentence and story books that obviously have longer sentences and like, you know, again, more complex for, you know, maybe some slightly more advanced kids, not necessarily age-based, but like more level of, you know, advanced
0: Another thing you can do, not that you were asking my opinion, but there's this company called Thatcher Wine and they do book sets where they like design a logo on top of your book and then they have their own catalog. So it would be neat to have that be one of their offerings too, because you already have the spines looking so cool. You know, they do more like spine art in a way, you know, like, or sets. Like yeah. Pages. I'm trying to think if I have the catalog here to show you. This is like completely off topic of your book. <laughs> you know, it's neat to see how they have like, well, I'm showing you, it's a podcast, but they're books that they string together and then they make them look like something oh. I've seen those before actually, like yeah. Little House on the Prairie, they'll have over like eight books or something, but you can customize however. And I just, I'm like so loving, way I keep coming back to this is I love how your books look visually, like all lined up. So to have something, you know, like on the shelf in a publication people are already getting, I don't know. I feel like that would be your audience too. So anyway, Juniper, I'm sorry, Juniper Books, his name is Thatcher Wine. So, so cool. anyway, just another thought. <laughs> No, I'll stop. How are you finding like running a business and dealing with your families? Like how are you balancing, especially pandemic time when we're not necessarily out in offices? Like I hate to use the word balance, yeah. but like, how are
2: you dealing with it essentially? Uh, it's oh, It's like always a challenge. I always say like my when I think about like my goals for next year, I'm like, one of my goals for next year is like stable childcare. <laughs> I mean, one of the, the real tough things about this year, right, has been, okay, so there's a shutdown and then you like don't have childcare. And then you're like, you know, if, you know, if it's a two parent household and you're both trying to work from home, how do you like, so I think there's been a ton of disruption this year, of course. I think part of it is just like you know, having really great partners. Like we're very lucky that our husbands are great dads. They're, you know, they, they pull their weight and they're awesome. And, you know, we also have to do a lot of, you know, a lot of moving and shaking around. Like I'll tell you like a really funny story. I forgot to leave. So, you know, we have a warehouse, right? Like, and we have a cardboard dumpster and on Wednesday nights we have to leave the cardboard dumpster out and the cardboard dumpster gets full. And I forgot last night. And I was like, well, my son was home for Veterans Day yesterday, so he'd been doing, like, the entire afternoon while I was, like, down there. And I was like, well, I'm just going to put the kids in the car and they're going to come with me to the warehouse, and they're going to, like, hang out for a sec. I'll put the dumpster out and we'll go back home. You know, you kind of, you just have to be a little bit more flexible. It's not, like, the same as, like, a 9-to-5 job where it's, like, you go to the office and, like, you know, you have somebody take care of your kids and then you come home and then you're done. Like, we, we're, we like, always just adjusting and making it work. and And it's not always easy, but, you know, you just kind of have to... Sometimes you just put the kids in the car and go put the
0: dumpster out. You know, <laughs> I feel like that was something that, like, like my mom was always like throwing us in the car to do anything. Like, oh, we're going yeah. to the window store. Like, like yeah. I have all these memories growing up of like sitting in random stores while she did other stuff. <laughs> yeah, was, but then like I feel like we got to a point where we were also intentional with our kids' time, like maximizing everything, and they should go here and they should go there. So in a way, it's almost just like a throwback, right? Like, oh, yeah, you put your kids in 57 classes
2: and they're going to go with you to the dry cleaner. Like, yeah. okay.
0: Like, that, yeah, like, wait, yeah. exactly. There,
2: so. It's like, they're not going to go to music class anymore or go to whatever. They're just going to, they'll be with you. And that's,
0: yeah. Yeah. I don't know about you. My kids are like super happy to do that, to not be running
1: around.
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. they they could stay home forever, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're like, I mean, I feel like we, the one I'd say the one upshot and Hannah Harris are talking about this all the time. Like, I feel like we do use the outdoor benefits of living in San Francisco a lot more. Like there's so many like parks, there's like outdoor activities and they've shut down all these streets, right. In the city. So like, versus we used to, you know, maybe on the weekend we do a little more like, okay, we're in the house. We're like doing stuff and we're like, we are out. So you are like outdoors, you are doing stuff. So that's been a nice small benefit. Yeah. And how about you, Hannah? How are you finding Oh,
1: it? oh, I feel like I've always like, I feel like every parent who's working at home has their own challenges, but I I'm in such admiration of Anne Louise. She is like Sorry. the best juggler of all yeah. things. Like the, the, the example she talked about last night about like at, at one point she was in LA and I was fulfilling out of my garage. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. We 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 were because I lived we like fled in the south. I- I mean, there's just so many stories we could go into about this year. It was, it was crazy, but I reinforced, I sort of reiterate what she had said about, it's not like there's home life and there's startup life and work life. It's just kind of all melds (laughs) together. And when you can do certain things, then you try to make the most out of the time that you have to do that thing. And so, you know, for example, today, Ann Louise dropped her kids off, she came down. This is one of the first times that we're sort of together besides at the warehouse, because we're doing a video shoot, and then she's gonna change and go back to the warehouse. And yeah, at one point, because I live further away, I was going to the warehouse and bringing stuff back to my garage so I wouldn't have to run to the warehouse every day to fulfill, and we, we made a very intentional choice to to do this, to take it on ourselves versus raise a bunch of money to, to to like sort of hire tons and tons of people. But as a result, it is hard to say that there is there, there is balance in a very strange way. It's more just you make it work. That's like, yeah, you make it work, <laughs> and you do what you need to do. And the good thing about being our own bosses is that we we dictate the timeline for ourselves and the goals. Of course, we we have certain expectations for ourselves like sometimes we think back and we said wow we launched this 15 months ago so 15 months ago Anne louise had her second baby we had one sample product like one hardcover book and we had a bunch of paper proofs and that's about it we had no website anything else and now today we have a warehouse we have a meaningful product library of 40 titles and we hired a first person. And so it's, it's um, when we see progress and we, and we obviously find fulfillment in the types of products we're building. It helps the hard times where you're like, wow, I'm up at all hours. Talking to her, for example, I like, I haven't pulled an all-nighter in a long time, but I pretty much pulled an all-nighter this one night when usually in any normal year, we would go fly to our supplier, check out all the product before it gets approved and shipped and, this year we can't do that. We just can't get on a plane. countries won't let us in. And so I was on the phone and on video and just at all hours of the day, just trying to make sure that everything was ready. And ports are, I mean, anyway, there's so many things this year. Ports are are congested. Our container costs went up three times because of a combination of the trade war and fewer ships and demand and stuff like that. So if we wanted to lay out COVID challenges, there's so oh many, God. so many. Wow. <laughs> well, do you have
0: any parting advice to aspiring authors and entrepreneurs?
2: I think I would say just, you got to just do it. I know that's, like it, I, I think there's a lot of, a lot of people have ideas or things that they want to do and they want to try it. And like, just just go ahead and try and know that it's not It's not easy and you'll probably do some things wrong and you'll make mistakes. But like, we kind of have this philosophy about just putting one foot in front of the other. Like we were talking before about like, you know, what's, what's going to happen tomorrow. It's just like, just keep going. Of course we do take time to step back and think about our longer term goals, but like, it's like just having that stick-to-itiveness. And so like, you know, if you're trying to write a book, like start, you know, start writing a page and then write another page. And like, or if you're trying to start a company, like. Just start figuring it out. The other thing I would say is that everyone already has a lot of resources around them, right? Like we have built this amazing network of friends and like acquaintances and like rediscovered friendships from like ages and ages ago where like people want to help you. So ask them. Like when we started, I think, Hannah, we must've just had like, dozens of conversations with like anyone who would talk to us. If you pair that with the stick-to-itiveness and it's like, you just keep going and you keep asking and you keep going and you keep asking. And you keep asking so.
1: Yeah. 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 I think, I think that's a, I, I can't agree with that more. Everybody thinks entrepreneurship is super glamorous and it's all about the ideas. Like you have a brilliant idea and it's super fun. And while it is super fun because Anne-Louise and I work together and yeah. that was one of our primary goals to say, we need, you know, th- this needs to be fun. There are more times that people don't see that are unglamorous. For example, Emily's describing like going and you know like pushing out the dumpster because they need to pick up the cardboard. Yeah. Because if they don't pick up the cardboard, we do not have space to put the empty <laughs> cardboard boxes. Cardboard, yeah. <laughs> but so, so it's, it's, so just remember it's, I'm going, but I think people either don't start or they don't, they don't continue because there are hard times. And even though we came from, we were consultants by training because that's what we started in after school. and We loved the job and learned so much from it. And there was a lot of strategy in it because we were strategy consultants. But I think entrepreneurship has given us such a, deep appreciation for how much execution matters and how execution is just When you build an actual business, the ideas are easy. Like that takes us 2% of the time. And the 98% of the time is we know we have to unload the container. Like that's not hard to figure out. Like when a container comes, you have to unload it. Troubleshooting and problem solving and saying, how do you realistically do it? Like finding a supplier. There are a million suppliers out there. So, but you have to find the right one. And the detail and thought and and actually visiting them and asking the right questions and seeing their line; those are the things that actually make a difference. Not writing on a checklist like find a quality supplier. And as Emily said, we don't know. We people say, "What's your background? Is it writing children's books? Is it like teaching language?" It's like, well, we have we're, we're moms, and we hope that we can figure things out from our prior sort of learning and jobs, but we've asked people and we just basically said, okay, if we need to find a supplier, who can we ask? We start with Google, we start with our friends, and then we just go from there and every, and say, we can solve any challenge. And sort of that's, that's how we approached it.
0: That's a great attitude. I think that's, that's the key to the whole thing is believing that you can do it. Great. <laughs>
2: it sounds yeah.
0: awesome, but great.
2: I'm having each other. We're very lucky that we have each other because I feel like it just keep, I don't know, it like buoys you up. It keeps you going. I'm like, I can't figure this out, but I'm sure Hannah can figure it out. <laughs> if we talk about it together, we can figure,
1: you know, like it just makes us better.
2: That's so, awesome.
1: yeah. 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 And every big challenge or even any chore, it's funny. We'll go like visit warehouses. So we'll go pack boxes and we used to call it packing parties, even though it'd be like, oh my God, we have to, you know, it's post-Black Friday and we need to like pack all these boxes. But having each other makes any high seem higher and any low, not that low, because it's like there's emotional support. And I feel like that's so helpful. Otherwise it can be, you know, lonely or frustrating or something like that. Yeah. I get it.
0: <laughs> well, thank you, guys. Thank you so much for telling everybody more about Happy Happy and for chatting with me about your trials and tribulations of being, you know, bridesmaid turned co-business owners <laughs>
2: and mom <laughs>
0: and all the rest. So, so thank you, and I can't wait to see what happens with your
2: business. So cool. Oh, well, thank well, you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for chatting with us and sharing your beautiful library. <laughs> Just no. taking the time. It's fun. <laughs> all right thanks a lot all right take care Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: bye bye thanks again to today's sponsor me <laughs> my holiday gift guide zibbyowens.com slash gift shop please go check it out buy something for someone you love and i promise you won't regret it zibbyowens.com slash gift shop go check it out thanks for listening to this episode of moms don't have time to read books